Josh Williams here with another bonus episode of the One Man Podcast brought to you guys by Absolute Comedy, of course. My guest today, super funny dude. I've been watching him for a very, very long time. He's got a Netflix special coming out in Scandinavia in the near future. Paul Meyerha is here. Thank you. Well, I need to. It's not Netflix. It's just. Oh, that's right. Just, I fucked it up again. We no, just no, no. finished talking about it. Just, <laughs> Comedy Central in Scandinavia. Yeah, 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 yeah. God yeah. damn it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I have listening. Pro- I just clarified it right before we started recording. Just just clarified it uh, and then i fucked it up again oh uh, yeah it's yeah. one of those things where you get it in your head and it's just it's the bad information well we could just say net no one's gonna watch the scandinavian netflix anyway. you don't know that so i have say. i have listeners all over the world yeah really yeah oh, nice. I, I mean i'm at probably two in the area <laughs> but that's two more hits that the the special will get it's gonna be awesome it's like a pebble in a pond who knows how far <laughs> the rings will go you know what I mean? this could be the one person listening there could yeah. be the biggest producer in scandinavia can butterfly effect, is scandinavia you know? an area or that's not a country, right? There's no. a lot of things in Scandinavia. Yeah, so it's Iceland, Norway, Denmark, uh, Sweden, Finland is Scandinavia. Okay. Yeah. Well, Denmark is the producer of Summersby. Oh. That is where Summersby is made. Okay. Uh, there is no North American factory for Summersby. And you're a cider man. Uh, they're a sponsor of the podcast. No way. Yeah. I love cider. Do you? Oh, I can't drink it anymore. I oh, love okay. it though. I was going to say, if you, when you finish your coffee, let me know. I got a fridge full of cold ones. I don't drink it because of the sugar. The sugar. I, yeah. I found out how much sugar and I like, I wasted, I don't know how many years of my life. I love cider. I got to England and I drank cider. I drank cider for five years. I think it changed my life yeah. in the, in a negative way. Right. <laughs> Like I'm not so, like it's great stuff, but if you drink, you know, ten a day, you're having ten Red Bull a day. You know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Have you tried the the Summer's Beef flavors? They've got a lot of new flavors out. No, I'm. I you know what? After all, have yeah, I'll have they've got like watermelon. And this is this is double because I get to inform you and plug their shit at the this same time. And this isn't planned. This isn't no, like the not Netflix at all. Thing. No, the, I don't. I don't do the sponsors <laughs> during the interviews. This is bonus. All right, they're not. They don't know how many bonuses there. Are. But they have. They have the regular one. Then they have. They have Summer's Beef Semi Dry, which is crazy popular right now yeah. because it effectively tastes exactly the same with half the sugar. So maybe. Oh my god, that's what that we're might into. be the solution to your problem. But they have like an elderflower lime. Uh, they have. Uh, what else? Fuck Jesus, that was quick. Uh, red rhubarb. Oh they have a, a blackberry that's absolutely delicious. Uh, pear. Wow. There's a yeah, there's a bunch of them. But I got a fridge full of them downstairs. They're cold. You just decide what which one you want. Elderflower. That... Elderflower lime, and that's been discontinued in Canada. Okay. So maybe try that before you can't try it again. Oh yeah, there's and options. There's options. The only that's a once in a lifetime thing. Have an elderflower. Uh, cider that's not going to be offered to me again i don't think that's, that's yeah, unique they, they've pulled it from the shelves here so okay cool. yeah so there you go something something to look forward to <laughs> i can even send it with you because i know that you're watching the the games later yeah on, i'm gonna so. watch some games yeah so, so uh, maybe i'll have a cider at the games. that sounds good <laughs> and then the old me is gonna come roaring back this is the, this is the beginning <laughs> i i would be more than happy to send you home with with a few summers bees just to get them out of here because you're saving me from myself at oh. this point i'm like i can't i can't do this it's addicting it's so good yeah it's, so it's super good. good but you're going to dent and that's where they make it they do not uh they they make it all there and it's everywhere it is it's important okay. so 
that's uh you know it's at a very reasonable price considering it's an import nice and they i mean they have to they got a big hill to climb because of tuborg tuborg is uh denmark's like that's their home beer and it's super popular and uh so they uh i mean they definitely have the lion's share of the market so yeah. they're, they're brave Somewhere, you know. i think they're owned by carlsberg here or uh-huh. at least their partners or whatever is carlsberg here okay, okay. so uh, i don't know if you've had cronenberg yes absolutely yeah so uh-huh. that one's also Okay. Same under Carlsberg. So Summersby and yeah, these guys are the all sorts of fun stuff. Why? <laughs> I'm going to give you, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to give you one of the Cronenberg Blancs because apparently uh, if you mix that with Summersby, they call it a white summer. Mm. Um, I have had that numerous. I actually drink it exclusively like that. Now the rep was like, have you ever had a white summer? Cronenberg Blanc, Summersby half and half. It's next level game changer. Okay. So I'll send you home with that. And then a couple other ones ruin your day in a good way. Awesome. Uh, yeah, awesome. there you go. So after that, uh, that giant plug for Summersby, um, we have other things to talk about, believe it or not. Can you imagine that was the podcast? I just brought you <laughs> yeah. on as like a... <laughs> Thank you very much, Paulo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll have to... <laughs> I wanna, I'm going to sing it now because I'll forget if I don't. Is I want to remind you, to, we'll record just a tiny little sound bite at the end. Just, uh, hey, Paul Meyerhart, listen to one of my podcasts. Okay. If that works for you. I always forget to do that. I have great guests and I forget to do that. Okay. So yeah, I have yeah. a little mishmash of them at some point with a bunch of people hey i'm so and so um so dude thank you so much we just worked together for an entire week yes uh that was a ton of fun that you was destroyed every single show oh, man. uh <laughs> i i dude i hate getting praised too so i i'm putting you in an uncomfortable position but you did you did amazing uh it was great to actually see live i'd never seen you live before i've seen uh your comedy now special i've seen stuff on the web and uh, we actually had a chance to, to hang out one night late after a show, and I, but I didn't get to see the show. All I got was the buzz of how amazing it was. So <laughs> cool. um, I think I was at a town and I came back, uh, you know, the last night. So we were hanging out at the, the Heart and Crown. Um, you are not done in Canada. Every time I sit down with a comic uh, who's just finished Ottawa, Ottawa was like the last of their run through Absolute. So the, we're recording this on uh, Monday. Uh, this will come out on Friday, but you are off to Kingston. And are you still, are you doing Toronto as well? Or yeah. have you already done Toronto? No, no, no. I'll go to Toronto afterwards too. Yeah. Okay. So anyone listening to this, uh, if you're hearing it the day it comes out on Friday, uh, Paul is available to be seen in Kingston. Uh, and then the following week in Toronto, correct? Yeah. yeah Toronto. And then I think I fly back to Europe, uh, on the 15th. So, um, yeah, October 14th ish. Uh, that's when I'm in Toronto. Yeah yeah. 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 So, I mean, again, this sounds way too formal <laughs> interviewee right now, but um, you're also be doing a, a festival that we'll, we'll chat about later on, but I, I do this with all my guests is just so people can sort of get to know you a little bit outside of the, the comedy thing is, um, you got, how long you've been doing comedy now? Uh, I guess my first time ever walking on stage when I was 18 and I'm 36. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Half your life ago. Yeah. Half. I life. think exactly <laughs> half your life. What, 16 or 18 you said, uh, 18. Yeah. yeah. Half your life ago. Yeah. Wow. Not bad. I'd say. Not bad. <laughs> and where did you start? Uh, I started in Edmonton. Um, it was one of those situations. I don't, I, I think it's probably the same here. Is, um, it was uh, Yuck Yucks West Edmonton Mall. It was the hottest room in the country. I mean, you you didn't have to be funny. And I, uh, the, the room was just amazing. And I get the feeling here with Ottawa too, that the room is just, it's one of those rooms that you can't do anything wrong. Um, and that's where I started. So yeah, I had a, I had a bloated ego immediately. We're, <laughs> we're nice. spoiled here. For, we're <laughs> spoiled here too, for sure. And there's a lot of people who like, they think when they start here, that's what stand up comedy is. Oh my God, this is what stand up comedy is. It's amazing. Let's, I can't wait to do this. And then when you finally start traveling, you're like, oh, oh. shit. Oh, it's awful. Like I'm the first time I was in Vancouver, 
um, I got an applause break when the light came on to to get off. Yeah, 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 yeah. The crowd all saw the light. And they were like, yeah, about time, about time. It was. Oh. Then you take your little writing book to a coffee shop. You're panic writing. Like, what am I gonna do tomorrow? Like, oh, it's brutal. But uh, uh, yeah, so I did it. Um, I did it in Edmonton. I was going to. Um, to university well that's a uh, it was actually technical school it's just a like a biz, um uh business degree and uh um at nate just like it's basically a continuation of high school you right know, like nerds are still getting hit with chalk brushes <laughs> it's not a university <laughs> <laughs> i love that visual too nerds are gonna oh. yeah well that's, that's true like on day one i saw a nerd get hit in the, with a chalk brush i'm like this is not a university what the fuck am i doing here uh but uh you know so i was uh, i did it uh stand up so I, I was only doing it sort of once a month when uh when i was 18 around then but uh was yeah. it something you knew you wanted to do like i mean again not making it sound too much like an interview but did you want to be a stand-up comic or were you like, Oh, this might be fun to something to do to fuck around kind of thing. Like, did, were you like, this is what I want to do with my life is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause uh, yeah, I, I really didn't even make friends in university. I would just go to hang out at the comedy club every night, like every single night. And that might've been the cigarettes and the, and the beer, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I loved it. Like I could consume it uh, uh, unlimited. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And, um, and anything that came up like school projects, parties, um, would all go back seat to gigs, you know? So yeah. I, I would do, yeah. And by the end of the, you know, I was, you know, sort of working the road by the end, last semester. And I mean, I just didn't care if the grades were bad or anything. I, I, I did graduate, but it was, it was close to not. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah, just, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It was all, it's all about stand up. I knew uh, for sure. That well, that's, good. that's good. I, I've, they've, my listeners have heard the story before, but for myself personally, it was like I was the last person to accept the idea that I would do stand up. Uh, so yeah. I'm always fascinated to know if anyone else was like, I did it to shut people up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right fine shut up i'll do it but it was like the same thing like i was at a point in my life where it was comedy clubs every single night yeah you know what i mean just see the amateur shows go see whatever it was just consuming stand-up working a day job didn't like but i'm like man i'm having fun at night and then finally started and then i was like oh, okay i don't i think i'd quit the the best job i've ever had like three months into comedy because i was like oh this makes me happy yeah you know there's so, no denying it like when you yeah. when you got the bug yeah and uh and yeah like you said you're, you're you are hilarious man oh, too. Dude, that's was, very uh, kind. yeah very very good it was it was a fun week and you're one of those guys that um when you when you're on before me it's sometimes easier to be out of the room because the you're killing so hard that uh oh. that you're like uh holy like i don't need to well, yeah, thank you for reading comparison. it exactly as i wrote it i <laughs> <laughs> brought you by summer's <laughs> weed. no that's really kind man i appreciate it. i Again, it was the same thing. So like for this particular week, um, I don't usually feature. I like hosting, but uh, but it was just one of those things I wanted to, to work on doing, you know, material for a big amount of time, which is hard when you're up and down and you're trying to finagle the crowd and whatnot and wrangle them in. But uh, but it was it was uh, it was nerve wracking. I'll tell you all week before I get here, I'm like, I'm in between Paul Meyerha and Lamont Ferguson. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be a tough one to uh Better hold my own in that. So it was, yeah, for what it was worth, I was like, my back was up against the wall every single night. I'm like, all right, just, just hold your own, just hold your own. So oh, that's, good. that's very kind of say it was a fun week. I think everyone who came to the shows had a great time. And there's three com different styles, which is nice, you know, completely yeah. different. And, uh, um, yeah. And I like watching your particular style. The, um, it's fun, you know, it's Thanks, man. that hard no stuff. And, uh, and <laughs> I don't even good. know what it is. I just, it's just, I'm angry about things. And I'm like, and sometimes when I'm I like, I don't know if it's the same with yourself, but 
for a lot of my material, it's just like I'm I'm bitching about something. People are all laughing. I'm it's making me even more mad because it's not funny to me. I'm angry about it. <laughs> and then I'm like, fine, if it's that funny, then I'll tell other people how mad I am about it. And then they laugh and I go, I don't get this fucking humanity. I don't get the populace at all. <laughs> I love your right? career is all about like fine, I'll fucking fine. Do every joke. Shut fine. Up. You like it? Great. I, <laughs> I never thought of it like that. But that's, <laughs> Absolutely, that's everything. great. Yeah, geez, fine. Damn it. Fuck. I'll fucking tell the I'm joke. I'm mad about it. She's fine. <laughs> fine. If I don't have to go to work tomorrow, fine. <laughs> so it was. My job asked me, "When is this uh, stand-up comedy phase going to be over?" And I was like, "I don't think it's uh, never. I don't think so. I'm actually enjoying it. I hate working for you guys. They already knew it anyways yeah. before stand-up. But I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's a fun thing. Like I. Like I said, I, I mean, you're right. There's three different styles on stage this week, which is good. Jay's usually good about mixing it up. And that's important for comedy because there is no one style that works for everybody. No. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of cool to see. Like, yeah, I mean, there's there's even times here in Ottawa where uh, people will hire me for a show and I'll insist that, you know, I, I bring someone else with me just in terms of, you know, I'll, I'll break up the time. You want an hour show? Let me bring another guy to do 20. Mm-hmm. I'll do 40 just because if they, there's not everyone in the room is going to like me. But if yeah. there's two different people, then there's someone, even if they didn't they love both of us, they liked one better, something that they can, you know, draw towards. But yeah. And it's nice to have something to bump against for, you know, for the audience to understand too. Cause uh, especially for a guy like yourself, you like, it's nice to have somebody going on before you because then the audience, if you just go up there and start blasting like that, then people are yeah. just like, Whoa, like what, you know, <laughs> they, they'd have nothing to com- bump it up to. Right. Right. So, yeah, exactly. That's, that's really, <laughs> that's really nice. <laughs> I try to endear myself to them somehow if possible, but this, yeah, this week, the new stuff that I'm working on, like 15 minute bits about being angry, <laughs> judgy and angry. I'm like, Oh, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> but yeah, I think that that's the, um, that's the key or the, if you can, I, ca- I call it never, never land. If you're just, um, happy doing stand-up like you said like your job asked you if you're you're done the phase is over and it's not <laughs> no that's the answer like in this in this business i think like that's what you have to be comfortable with like if you're comfortable with doing shows like that for 50 years and happy inside yeah. um that's all you can expect from this job and that's and and i've always been ecstatic like i like i thought yuck yucks edmonton was like hollywood like i yeah. just thought it was the best thing ever so i don't know that's uh, so it sounds like you'll you're, you're gonna stay forever <laughs> i god I, no i don't there's nothing else i can do i think that's there's so many things i can do there's nothing else i want to do mm. do you know what i mean anything i do i'll i'll i'll, I'll give a hundred well i'll give i'll give like a good solid 85 which feels like i'm trying that's an a <laughs> right people are like i'll give 110 i'm like i'll give 85 i know there's more yeah I actually saw a movie with Adam Carolla and that this was one of the, the funniest lines. Just, it's one of those things where, uh, <laughs> the guy's like, you know, you're one of those guys, you're one of those 95 percenters who's, who just never gave that extra 5%. Just never gave the last five. Like, uh, actually I'm a 75 percenter who's giving you an extra 20 right now. So you better lay the fuck up. I was like, that's fucking great. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh man. But I don't know. I, I, uh, it's funny. Maybe we could talk about this again. Like, I'm sorry if everyone's like, well, I want to know more about his career. Well, maybe we'll get there. Maybe we won't. But I was chatting with this, uh, with Lamont about this recently. This might be funny. I'd love to get your take. Um, just cause you're like, oh, if you're happy inside is I, I have found, um, cause this week I talked about, you know, being out of a relationship back on the dating scene and stuff. And, uh, it's funny. I find that the the happier I get. So I I was reading a lot of psychology stuff, enlightenment things, you know, just mindfulness, whatnot. And I find that the happier I get, the less funny I am. Oh, wow. 
just just because like I like where I used to something would happen, I would find it ridiculous, you know, and then you you just hate metal over it and until it becomes funny, right? Process it with humor. Now I just let shit go all the time. Yeah. And that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. because like, and I, I tried to explain it to people in, in long form and they're just like, yeah, I guess, you know, like, well, you can still be funny. You can still, th-. I'm like, no, I, I let shit go so fast that I don't have time to get angry. I'm like, this is the way I, I explain it now much faster. I go think of the happiest person that you know in your life. Hmm. How fucking funny are they? Yeah. Right. They're not particularly funny. Now think of your angry friends that are always in a fucking mood. Like those people <laughs> are usually the ones you're like, yeah, I want to. Let's have a few drinks with Steve and watch him fly off the fucking handle. Like, yeah, yeah. there's something about anger because anger's you know we're cynical and there's criticism and stuff like that and anger and frustration and, and fear really. Yeah. Right. So I just I find that the more I I understand that I process shit, shit process it in a healthy way, I'm a lot less funny. Wow. So I'm trying to teach myself to be okay with getting angry temporarily. Okay. Like, like allowing myself to be angry long enough to maybe mine some shit out of it and then let it go. Right. But that so, sounds too healthy. That, that, that's a it healthy, is too healthy. <laughs> Happiness is the cure to stand up. That's what, that's what I think it is. Well, it's interesting. You and I are on the exact opposite path right now because I spent, um, uh, I, I mean, I, I guess I started working in Europe about seven years ago. Um, when I moved over, but I spent the first little while being not very happy because it's, um, uh, and alone because you know, like no friends, the, the flats in London are harsh. Um, I was uh, fucked up on Summersby every day, like, you know, like, um, and so I tried, I tried to switch that to coming stand up out of, uh, out of happiness and out of love and, and then trying to trust that. If uh, if what I'm doing in my personal life is making me happy, then it'll come through on stage, and I'll start writing, um, you know, stuff that matters to me and stuff from that side of my. Uh, so we're we're on the exact opposite path, uh, which is which is really interesting. I'd like for that to work. I want to be wrong about my theory on it because mm-hmm. I'm still very fearful, still very angry, but I feel like that pushes people away. Sorry, we, I, we this is the first time I've ever brought like a little tray of cookies out. <laughs> You're and I expected, back. I expected soft. I don't know why cookies by usual design are <laughs> crunchy. You look like I'm you're like, so disgusted with my statement that you're, you're leading, <laughs> back, leading from back, back from the microphone, like out of love. You're like, good God. And the it. worst is I can hear the crunching in my head, but I was like, okay, so am I hearing it through the headphones, which means it's coming across on the recording or am I just hearing it because it's crunching in my dome, you know? <laughs> and it isn't, it's not a soft snack. So next time you bring stuff, you gotta go. I thought go. they were going to be mildly soft. So it'd be like squish, squish, yum, yum. No, it's crunch, crunch, crunch. I'm like, oh fuck, this is a bad choice. They are nice. And though. I thought you were going to get ready. I thought you were going to go into a five minute description. I'm like, I got time to chew a fucking cookie. And you were, you were good. You were very respectful of the economy of words. You made it nice and short. I'm like, I'm going to have to talk. Uh, <laughs> and think, it had coconut in it, which means I'm going to be falling into my teeth and choking me up. <laughs> of course. I credit that to my, I think that's important with my friends growing up in high school. I had these um, that I love them to death, but if your story didn't make sense with it, like if, if it didn't go somewhere in one second, you were crucified for like publicly crucified and it's stuck into my brain. If I, anytime I'm in a social situation, I will not give myself the rope of telling a story more than like 40 seconds. Really? It, yeah. Yeah. Because in my friend group, like they would make it awkward and then and then just like ridicule you until maybe you that's, left the room maybe that's why you got into stand-up yeah like, i get 40 minutes yeah <laughs> i can talk for 40 minutes Without. and they can't give me shit for yeah, and a bouncer <laughs> goes and tells them to shut up that'd be great <laughs> yeah unlike the the bouncers 
and fucking absolute comedy. The tiniest little human beings <laughs> that you could possibly find. Zero policing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I was making fun of Aaron Power. So again, anyone listening all over the world has no, no idea, but we have like five foot tall dorm. The doormen get increasingly smaller at absolute <laughs> comedy. And I, what I think it is, is I'm like, I think they got these little man complexes because the doormen, you know, the turnover is so fast. Mm. So I think it's like, well, I don't want somebody taller than me. So they just hire someone an inch shorter than them. they're just progressively <laughs> as they move up, hiring someone shorter and shorter. So that they're the tall one. And it's all so a comedy like, factor that you guys lose them to stand up. Every one of these guys yeah. is always interested in stand up. Yeah, right? I yeah. want to be. I want to be a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you get chicks. <laughs> nope, <laughs> new. <laughs> that does not happen. Yeah. Oh my god, what was it? Alonzo Bowden's like, keep them at the club. <laughs> you know, the chicks think, oh my god, you want to come hang out? And as soon as you leave, like it's like the <laughs> the Wakandan dome wears off, and they're like, what's where are we oh, now? It's like, yeah, who are you? Get away from us. <laughs> You're just an old guy. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly. not funny anymore because you're dark and fuck. <laughs> fuck. Well, I'm hoping that like in terms of the happiness stuff, like you see guys like Pete Holmes uh, who are absolutely hysterical. Um, who are some other, like Gaffigan? Yeah, I think. Yeah, maybe he's dad happy. You know, like yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Yourself, super, super positive. Uh, guys like Fraser Young. Yeah. You know, like like positive and fun. So I'm like, okay, I hope that that's where the humor is. I mean, I know that there's still a certain level of frustration and whatnot, but positive I'm, I'm that's what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to to uh pursue happiness in a healthy way but at the same time you know let it i, I want to let myself even feel the frustration i mm-hmm. guess i guess you know uh getting a little real here yeah, was funny. uh and again some of my my listeners know this already but one of the issues that i had with my relationship was just um i don't want to say anger but like definitely dwelling like you know despair and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so i associate any of those feelings of like negativity or criticism or anything like that with, oh, this is unwanted behavior for relationships. So it's completely unacceptable. Mm-hmm. So to even be critical is like, no. So that's what I mean by giving myself permission to get angry. It's not to like lose my shit, but more along the lines of being able to take something, deconstruct it, be a little negative with it. You know what I mean? In order to get some funny out of yeah. it and then let it go. Now that I've got a funny little thing, all right, it's cute and funny. Now let it go. Don't, yeah. don't hold on to it forever. But like, okay, it's a great joke. Still pissed me off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so, it might be a good way to like for you to deal with all those emotions. Like, because it's hard. De- like dealing with emotions is fucking hard. Yeah. And you, it's a learning process yep. forever. <laughs> but this sounds like a great way. Like journaling. Like you, what you're doing is no different than what the professionals suggest you do. Like you're basically right. jur- journaling it and, <laughs> and getting At it people, out. people. Making people <laughs> yeah. listen to my journal. That's what the podcast is basically. I'm like, I don't like writing. I'll talk it out. <laughs> and if someone wants to listen, all right, sorry. <laughs> Just downloading all your shit. On the, it's great, man. right? Well, one of the things I, I'd love to get your thoughts on too. And again, this is supposed to be about you and I'm talking about myself here, but, oh, it, that's right. but it's, you know, I haven't talked about anything yet. And because you're a positive person, I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll get a positive perspective because <laughs> other, other negative people love latching onto it. <laughs> but uh, speaking of the thing, so the, um, the perspective with the relationship ending was, um, you have to be happy, you know, you have to love yourself, right? You have to be happy with yourself before you can be with someone else. So mm. it was basically like, hey, we're neither one of us is particularly happy people. We should go be happy people before we should be in a relationship. Mm. Makes sense. But I was like, okay, so then I became um, obsessed is too strong, but I can't think of a better term right now. So I became very focused on, okay, well, what is what is happiness then? You know, I gotta be a happy person in order to be in a relationship. So I became very preoccupied with, okay, well, what's happiness then? You know, if it's, if that's where you got to be, like, what does this destination look like? Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to, to 
basically characterize happiness. Like it's a feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's only four emotions, happy, mad, sad, and afraid. Yeah. Mad, sad, and afraid all the time. You know what I mean? Those, those come knocking every now and again, they come and go too, but I don't, I've never in my life had to worry about whether or not I ever feel sad, mad, or afraid again. <laughs> happiness. Right. Sometimes you'll have that. like, am I ever going to be happy again? Am I yeah. ever gonna, is that one ever going to come knocking on the door to visit? But yeah. interesting, just sorry. These are, these are the psychology books and things yeah. like that. But I was kind of like, so what is, what is like permanent happiness or perpetual happiness, right? Because I know that I'll feel happy again, but in terms of being someone who is, you wake up every day and you're just happy. I'm happy. I'm good today. Right. I was almost like in terms of comedians and stuff like that, because one of the reasons that we, you know, we talked about it earlier this week, we were talking about one of your specials early on mm. and just that, that like, even though it's great. And again, I'm a fan because I saw that special, so something you yourself, you know, you're like, ah, I would have liked to have waited or whatever. Yeah. We're, I, 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 is it fair to say that we're never happy with what we've done we're never satisfied in terms of like hey this joke is finished like we always want yeah. to keep evolving and yeah and, that artist never i don't think ever goes away yeah um, but i don't know if that's i don't know if you would relate that to in like happiness inside though that's just like yeah that's work but look yeah, at, yeah, like, yeah, in, like you're never satisfied yeah you're contentment critical. yeah content yeah 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 right yeah, yeah so i that's what i thought like some people are like well it's not happiness it's contentment mm -hmm. but then i thought about that artist and i go well contentment would be that you're happy with what you have. And I'm like, just the nature of being an artist striving to, you know, have new goals and ambitions that by definition is the opposite of contentment because contentment means you're happy with what you have. You wouldn't be striving for more. I want to be wrong by the way, in my stupid thoughts, <laughs> yeah. I want to be wrong, but I was like, okay, so if in order to be happy, I have to be content. Doesn't that mean I have to stop setting goals and trying to achieve new things? Whoa. Because again, as an artist, you can't go, oh, I'm happy with everything. I'm, I've done everything I want to do. So yeah, I can do a little more, but I'm happy with what I got. It's, it's an odd thought process. So mm -hmm. my brain became preoccupied with this destination of happiness, this finish line that you can cross. And I started thinking about it. I, go, I don't know if I know anyone who's like, again, perpetually happy. You know, like I would describe them. Yeah, they're, they're positive. I, I think some people think that I'm, I'm mixing up positivity with happiness because right. you can be an unhappy person, but you're positive. Yes. You know, you don't let oh, it, you don't let it affect those other people. people are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> those people suck so hard. <laughs> Please go on. Please go on. <laughs> okay, go on. No, that was great. No, <laughs> like really, like, yeah, yeah. They're the most frustrating because you can smell it. You can see it. You can feel it inside. Like as soon as they see, you know, the, the fake coat hanger, like it's fucking terrible. It's terrible. And you don't have to be like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's one of the things I was trying to do. I'm like, yeah, I can put on the positivity. And that was one of the things that affected the relationship is mm. positive out there. So given the world, the show, and then you come home and you got, here's all the stuff. And yeah. the other person is seeing just the. Once you've hung up the thing and you're just like, Bleh. okay, yeah. yeah so, yeah. so you're taking was, off your Superman suit and yeah, yeah exactly. And it was, I was being honest again. The frustration was never at the other person. It was just, it's just not nice to be around when someone's just down on themselves or mm -hmm. negative, right? And again, both of us capable of the same thing. So it's kind of like you know, that that whole like, well, you if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. It's like yeah, but when you're only getting that person at their worst, yeah, you know, and, and they say they're saving that energy for everyone else yeah. you know that's... and then you're taking turns like one person will go through a low and then almost as a punishment the uh, that they come out of it the other person will spin in because it's their turn to spend time on the bench sort of like yeah, uh, yeah and away you go i mean it just uh 
Uh, yeah, round and around, and yeah. Round, and round, and around, yeah. It's it's good to break that pattern and get right. the fuck out of it, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's and so that's I actually went on stage. I had a ten minute spot, and I'm like, I'm going to go on stage tonight and question the existence of happiness, <laughs> like like the the perpetual permanent happiness. Because, like I said, to me, it's it's something that I know positive people, but I don't know if I know anyone who's like happy to their core. They wake up every day satisfied with their life. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like that's almost the meaning of life. Like as soon as someone achieves happiness. It's time to go. Get out of the way. Yeah. What are you just sticking around for? Doing victory laps around the world? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you've ha- you're happy. You all- you want for nothing. Every day is just bliss. That's what up there's for. Uh, atheist, just for the record. But, <laughs> but at the end of the day, right? Like it's kind of like, well, if you're just happy all the time, then what are you taking up a spot in the the highway for? Get out of the fucking way. We're all still working on it. Get out of here. Yeah, we're still working on it. Get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. So I I treated it like in my head it was like heaven. Everybody tells you what you have to do to get there. Hmm. But I don't know anyone who's ever been there. So it's like everyone has tells you how to be happy, but I don't know anyone who's happy. So it's it was very dark and bleak. So sorry for everyone to have to listen to that. Yeah, but that was but that was what was consuming. Like, okay, I, I I had my relationship and I I missed the relationship, but I got to be happy before I get into another. Well, what the fuck is happiness? What is this finish line that you cross where you've arrived mm-hmm. and now you're happy? And I, and again, well, if I'm happy and I'm content, then what the fuck do I need a relationship for? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So just, but that's what anxiety and neuroses does is it makes you ask a thousand questions that just go, then what? And then you go, well, fuck it then. Fuck all of it. <laughs> fine. 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 You want me to be unhappy? I'm fucking unhappy. That's right. Oh, I'm going to be happy. I don't need you then? Well, fuck you then. What do you got to offer me? Oh my God. If you do have a shrink, I feel so sorry I for them. Don't. Because you just... <laughs> You talk too fast. They're pro- they probably have a thousand things to say to you, and then you're like, and then there's and then there's a highway of happiness, and that the fucking who had a thing? They're just they're, they're taking notes so goddamn fast. They're fucking smoking. They break their wrists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I probably should have a shrink, but they cost money, and I prefer booze. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing too, right? If they solve my mental problems, I'm, I still I feel like I'm not funny anymore. I'm like, well. Yeah. I had a lovely... Hi, everyone. How are you guys doing tonight? I had a lovely day. <laughs> yeah, and who wants that? That person's f- fucking the worst, right? too. Yeah, no, 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 no. So I think I'm willing to sacrifice my own happiness <laughs> for the sake of minor joy for yeah. others. I think that maybe as an artist, you're never going to get away from those down, uh, unhappy things. I don't... I think that's part of who we are. And uh, You have to talk for longer. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah you're going to have a cookie. I'm going to yeah. have a cookie into I'll, the mic. I'll, I'll, hold, I'll hold the ball in the air. But you're gonna, you're always gonna, uh, you're always gonna go through it, and uh, I think the trick is is just coming out of it quicker. Like you say, like I I can feel it, and then uh, you know I can just write a bit about it and move on. It's the it's the days spent dwelling in in hell that are uh, yeah, and the, and if you can just kind of deflect out of it out of it quicker. Like my partner Cecile, uh, who I live with in in France. Uh, she, uh, she France is not a sponsor for the record. Yes, no, no, we, don't <laughs> care. we don't care about fucking friends. It's actually the worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she is. I think she's the closest to like the ha- a, a happy person that I've met. Like she just doesn't seem to go through those um, ups and downs as much as uh, as much as the the regular person and. Um, and I thought that would be that would make me happy. It's so it's fucking the worst. It's so frustrating. Really? <laughs> oh, I was I was I thought there was a happy ending coming. Oh no no, I, I, I fucking those fucking people. Yeah no no, it's uh, I I learned so much from her, but uh, but it also and I think I'm way more balanced now. And uh, and but you know you also 
then you start looking at yourself like how come i can't be in that constant state of mm. you know how why well, like late like you like why 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 do i lack the power to stay in that nice that nice place where, yeah 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 and uh so i don't know it's all and then i'm sure she's looking at somebody else being like god i wish i was that happy you know and you're just I was fucking you know i just we're all fucked up <laughs> it's true mm. i was even i'm even telling people like uh I would watch like celebrities patterns, not necessarily a particular celebrity, but just celebrities in general. And you watch them. Like everyone thinks that if they were rich and famous, they'd be happy. Jim Carrey. You know? That was a great quote by Jim Carrey. He said, I wish everybody could be the most famous person in the world with millions of dollars to, and then realize uh, it's to, nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. Kind of it's yeah. not the answer. It just isn't. It, yeah. Yeah. And you watch them. Like you'll see people rich and famous. Like they, they couldn't be more successful. Mm. And then all of a sudden they're like on these health kicks. Right. And they're like, they're eating this and I only eat blah, 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 blah. And then the next thing you know, they're off in another country, you know, uh, working on relief programs and things like that. And then, then they're adopting children and bring them in. It's like, you could, I mean, at least for myself, I'm like, that looks like someone who's chasing happiness. They're mm -hmm. trying to find some sort of fulfillment or, you know, uh, there's a better word, but it's early enlightenment. Uh, not, yeah. I mean that, but just more of like a meaning, you know, the, the, like I said, fulfillment inside them, something that of meaning just to go, okay, well this makes me feel like I'm a cop. That's the thing. You can see people who have what you think you want. Mm. What's that, um, the hierarchy of needs or whatever Maslow's. Yeah. 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 Smart Maslow's people. I never remember the, the person to credit them. Yeah. I did poor in that course in, uh, in my nerd Chuck brush university, but I do remember the Maslow theories of need. Um, but yeah, like that's more about, you know, shelter, like, you know, right, like, of course. like basic stuff. And then at the top of the pyramid then, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, if we're all searching for it, what if it's, what if, I don't, I don't know what it is. That's why I think that when you find it, you're done. I mean, there's, there's monks in, in Asia that spend their entire lives, you know, in solitude, meditating, trying to find the, the, the path to happiness kind of thing mm -hmm. and enlightenment and whatnot. So you're just kind of like, I don't know for, for me, I, again, I always go to despair first. So I'm like, oh, it doesn't exist. Look at this way. Peter's smarter people than I, who still haven't found it right. The top of the mountains meditating in cloaks. <laughs> Still haven't found it. At peace, oh, meals are provided. I think that that one of the things that they should eliminate is those staircase fucking walks for water. They find a system like just tie some ropes and have a pulley system. Have a dude who's rocking it out down there, fill the buckets, and then you just. That's what I mean. That's going to get them a step closer to yeah. happen. Because I'd be like, everything's great except for that fucking walk every day. What? <laughs> And I will say, like, uh, our pulley and rope system, like, I just did, I did a debate with um, Kathleen McGee, and she was debating for Facebook. I was debating against it. And I told the audience live that if you vote for me, I'll delete Facebook. And I did. Uh, and they voted for me, and I deleted it. You deleted your account? I did, yeah. I'm, there's still a fan page out there, but right. I don't have a personal one. And I did it live on stage. And... Um, I th I'd, I'd say that's a huge chunk of society's problem with mm -hmm. happiness right now is uh, is social media. I I, I would yeah, say yeah, one hundred percent. And personally, I noticed that as soon as that was sort of gone and the and the scrolling and I I have like wonderful friends and uh, like but yeah, all that negativity, all that um, you know, people showcasing their the best part of their lives mm -hmm. all the time and the demo and, reel, yeah, and not doing any you know any poor things or and if they do uh, talk about the shitty things, then they're sort of ostracized as weird because they're doing it on like it's all fucked up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean that's uh, 
that's a good way to to go a couple of notches up the happy radar is just ditching that or just getting rid of the scrolling habit. Like you wake up in the morning, you scroll through. I mean, you're just finding something that pisses you off and then you're going to drive an Uber, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just stopped the scrolling part. I get an extra hour of Ubering for me in the morning. I'm like, oh, okay. That is my favorite thing is going to convince myself that I'm being productive by just laying in bed and reading through my emails and scrolling through social media and I'll answer some things. Oh, I'm being, I'm learning some shit. Yeah. It's uh, to, to look at all that stuff. Everyone's constantly comparing too. Mm-hmm. Right. So you see like that, that came up in arguments is like, you know, everyone else looks like they're doing great. I'm like, it's because no one's in the middle of a fight and they whip out their phone and start filming a piece of it. So everyone can see, Oh, I'm having a fucking fight right now. You know, post it's not, it's, it's the best versions of, of your life. It's the demo reel. You pick exactly what everyone gets to see and what they don't. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of smart minds have said comparison is the death of happiness oh, because terrible. doesn't matter what you do. I don't know if I've ever shared this with, with, I, you know, I know we haven't said it, but if I've ever said this to you guys is that doesn't matter what you accomplish and what you succeed. There will always be someone who did it better, who did it faster, did it for more money, you know, whatever, did it at a younger age, whatever it is. And, and that's, that's the thing is that, so as soon as you start, you know, transposing, you're transposing yourself on top of other things and you know, overlaying it, you're going to go, Oh, I'm not happy with my accomplishment anymore because someone else So you just, you can't, it's, it's a quote that I like. That's like, you don't have to be better than anybody else. You only have to be better than you were, Ugh. you know? So yeah. as long as you're better, mm-hmm. don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Just keep improving on yourself. And the, yeah. And in that way, as long as you're for us, as long as you're creating, if like, I'd say the most unhappiest times of my life is when I stalled creating stand up, like mm-hmm. when I couldn't write and, uh, and that's it. And even when stand-up's gone, uh, when we take, you know, behind the barn and get shot because we're too old for Jason or whatever, <laughs> then then you're then we'll just switch over to, you know, building fucking furniture or something Ugh. like as soon as create. But as long as like you're doing something creative, right? Like this weekend right. was so delightful for me because Lamont was working on stuff. I when I'm in these clubs, you know, I need a half an hour every year new and. Um, this is this club's perfect for trying stuff out because it's so friendly and you know and uh and this was this was great i think i think i got maybe five new five or six minutes new and it was you know one of my favorite weeks this year you it know? was and, so funny too on thursday when you were doing some new stuff into the notebook and you're like ah it worked you're so excited <laughs> check mark <laughs> you hold it up like a trophy tap it on your forehead good job brain <laughs> that was so fucking funny oh man yeah. that was so funny yeah and then take that that's the easy part like bringing it up through because you're you, it's so fresh that you got to read it from a notebook that's the easy and then when you got to start doing it later in the week without that crutch like mm-hmm. like actually just bringing it up like it's real material that's when it starts getting fucking terrifying you know and because you don't it's like you can always save the day if you go you know, like, with the audience you know right yeah yeah, yeah. oh man yeah <laughs> it was a really yeah it was a really really fun week um yeah i i definitely feel it with the like you said all of us working on new material that helps too because again when you know that you're not the only person on the show who's like well i'm yeah pulling on my tricycle you guys whereas everyone's like no we're all we're all working on new shit so we're yeah. all gonna have ups and downs in the in the sets and we're all gonna put ourselves in a vulnerable position where it might not go well and yeah let's and, see and the other guys are excited like i'm excited you're excited to watch like you are like you're like oh shit that's coming along well and, yeah you know like yeah it's great and it's uh 
And then there's pride. The, I think the audience picks up on it too because the you, all of a sudden your shoulders are a little bit higher because you're yep. like, holy fuck, I can do this. Like in our stupid artist brain, you know, after yeah. like 20 years, they're like, I don't know if I could. <laughs> it's it's funny how, how I mean, I, I, don't, I didn't see it at all. If you were nervous doing the new stuff, I couldn't tell for what that's worth. Sometimes you can see a guy doing new stuff and, and you're, you, you can tell. Maybe the audience can't, but just us knowing how, you know, how the inner works and comments. You can well, see someone who is a little nervous doing their new stuff. Yeah. When you know it's new, that's also an, an important part of being able yeah. to pick up on it is just knowing that he's going to go do something new. So we're watching going, I can see the confidence isn't quite there. Yours, you were, you were, you sold it incredibly well. Cool. It was great to see it work, but it's for, for myself. Like I, when I have something new there, like that, that happiness bit that I did, I told myself all day, you're going to go bomb tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you're going, I, I had to get myself comfortable with the bomb. I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm like, rather than going, Oh, I really hope this works. I, I had to, I just set the expectations so low that anything would have been a pleasant surprise. I'm like, you're going to go bomb. You're going to go fine. up. You're going to question the existence of happiness to strangers and maybe ruin their night. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to, you're going to go, you're going to go talk it up you're yeah. gonna, and you're going to, you're going to bomb and you're going to record it. And then you're going to hear if there was anything in it that's worth, worth doing. And it went infinitely better than I could have even hoped for. I thought like I might get a couple of chuckles here and there. It went great mm -hmm. somehow. Um, cause I was angry and <laughs> I meant it. I was being sincere with everything <laughs> that I said, but I, I, I'm, that's a, that's a, a fun thing. Cause I was years, a long chunk of time. We talked about this mm. doing crowd work and stuff and yeah. not writing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it got to a point where I'm like, I don't even think I'm comfortable trying new shit anymore mm -hmm. just because I'm like, I, what if it doesn't work? But David pride was talking with me one time we, we did a podcast and he was saying how, like you get to a point where if you can start understanding, like you can bomb. He goes, I've, I'm still afraid of bombing, but it's, I've been doing this for 20 years and I've bombed lots of times Yeah, and I'm still here doing it. It's not like if you bomb, you yeah. just, someone comes up and go, give me your, give me your membership card back. You're not a comic no. anymore. Like, and you, you just sort of bomb more gracefully, Yeah, you know, you, like you can bomb, but like, you know, it's not going to feel like it after 20 years as hard as it does when like an amateur, like freezes, like, uh, you know, yeah. like that just. <laughs> whatever you know it's just not going to feel like that exactly yeah yeah yeah. exactly yeah but my comfortability level um because i i was t i was talking to lamont because lamont said something about time like i think last night he was like oh i i cut into your or something like i you could only do 38 minutes or something last night or whatever and that's interesting you say that i look comfortable because i was like every minute that lamont or whatever that i didn't get on stage yeah I was so ecstatic. Like I've never been the comic that I don't understand the guys that are like, I want to go up there and do unlimited time yeah. uh, has never in all of my years. I am to the minute guy and it's out of sheer terror. Really? Oh yeah. Like I'm not, not one second am I comfortable up there. And every, really, and every time I go up, I'm always like, okay, here like I'm going to check them. And then they'll laugh at the first one. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I checked <laughs> really? him. I checked him. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm at. The trick them part I get. Mm -hmm. The trick them part I get. I I keep waiting for the audience who goes, "You're not funny. We know it. Yeah, you're not fooling us anymore. It chickens have come home to roost. Yeah, we you're see done. It. Yeah, we, and we I go, you. all right. Well, good game. That was that was fun. <laughs> Thank you. Well played. That part I get. Mm -hmm. But even when you're up there, like it doesn't go away after the first laugh or whatever. I mean, I the the game gets easier, like right. for sure. Like when I when I when I feel that laugh, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then, but in it's it's never like 
I'm if I was in the NFL, I would be out of the pocket always. I'd be fucking running, running like like that's how I feel like up there. And yeah. so I'll get a laugh or something. I'll be like, okay, then this next one's gonna be okay, and I have the currency to do this one. And da-da-da. like I'm yeah. not, that's my mentality up there. Never once am I like, oh yeah, fucking here we go, next crush town. Like never, <laughs> never next never. crush town. <laughs> never. I I have the worst shows when I feel like that before. Not 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 the crush, but just like this is gonna be fine. Oh. Just, just comfortable. I can't, I can't even be comfortable because the ones that I'm comfortable, they don't go well. Yeah. The ones where I'm nervous and terrified beforehand tend to go better <laughs> just because I'm like, oh fuck, oh fuck. This is gonna be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. I, oh, God. I don't know. It's funny. Like 10 years in, uh, I, it's like, you gotta do 20. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do for 20 minutes? I don't have 20 minutes. <laughs> I have way more than that, but I don't have any of it that I like or any of it that I even think is funny. That's right. Do you, do you find that? Just for yourself, like, do you ever do you ever write down an idea, or maybe even just pitch something, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's really funny." And you're like, "I don't, I don't even understand why this is funny." Yeah, yeah. Maybe a stupid question, but just no. sometimes, like, things that are funny to other people, I'm like, "Oh, I found that interesting, but I didn't find it funny." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think so all the time, and don't really understand how. Like, I think Lamont was saying, like, he he, it's sort of almost like math to him. Like, he just sort of can see the joke as like a math equation. My best friend. Uh, Lacomber. I don't know if you know Lacomber, Sean Lacomber. He's uh, oh yes, yes, yeah. yeah. But yes. he um, he's sort of the same. He just they just it's a sort of just makes sense to those guys to the the math of it mm. or whatever. They just see it and they know if it's going to be funny or not or whatever. And I that's again I'd lo- I don't know. So yeah, like he said, every every idea I have, I'm like I don't know if this going to be funny. Like, yeah, yeah. Every until I. And then I go on stage and I talk about it. If it works, I'm still bewildered why the fuck it's working. So yeah, yeah I'm in a constant state of that. Always. <laughs> that I can understand. Yeah. In terms of it looking like a formula. I mean, there are little formulas, but not, yeah. I'll have an idea. People are laughing and I go, okay, I was venting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at the breakfast table. Okay. I was venting. I was upset about it. Everyone's laughing. Yeah. Maybe that's a joke and not a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> But, <laughs> but I guess that I guess that's what your voice is like. Maybe you just are one of those lucky guys that just found like right away. You just were yourself immediately, and you talk like yourself. And you can because the I guess the theory is is that if you're doing it long enough, you just are exactly who you are as a person mm-hmm. on stage. So maybe you just walk. That's maybe that's why you're you know your crowd work. You can just talk and people laugh because you're being exactly you. <laughs> maybe you know. Yeah. That that could be the theory, or you know. And then there's guys like me that are lost and uh, I don't know, like, I don't know what it is, but that's an interesting theory for sure is you're at your funniest. And they say it takes 20 years to get to who you actually are inside on stage. Fair. I got fired from a lot of jobs for just saying what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) So could be right. Yeah. I'm like, I spent a lot of time before stand up just saying what I thought the customers and the like, no, I, I, it's funny. I never got fired for an interaction with a customer. No, it was, you know what? It was one of those self-sabotage things where you're, where you just get sick of the place, but you know, you can't just quit your job. Who can do that? So you just slowly start doing things that oh, yeah. are going to get, and then when you get fired, you're like, well, what the fuck do you want? I, of course I have no job. Like they fired me. I can't do anything about that. That's right. That's right. A little tap the nose, whatever. <laughs> Same as getting out of relationships where you're like, yeah, uh, you just find the littlest thing. Like, you you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> cause you don't want to, you don't want to quit your job. So you're just like, well, the fuck up. And then <laughs> I talked to a kid the other day. Uh, we worked together on like a, a promotion thing. He's uh, with a girl now. He's twenty, mm-hmm. so he's been with her for three months. That's that's a long time for, at that age. Years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he's like, uh, oh, I fucking hate her. And I go, well, then why are you with her? Just just break up with her. Oh, dude, I fucking hate her. 
even showing me a picture. I'm like, oh, she's good. He's like, ugh, she's a fucking pig. I hate her. Like, oh just angry. And I was like, I was like, well, dude, dude, you should not be with her if you if you hate her this much. I'm like, you should. He's like, yeah, but like my house doesn't have air conditioning. Hers. <laughs> I hear you, dude. He goes, her house doesn't have air conditioning, or, or my house doesn't have air conditioning, her house does, you know, she's downtown close to my work, you know, location, location, location. I go, that's not a relationship saying, that's, you're staying with her because she has AC and she lives close to her. Yeah, and her fucking roommates hate me, and I'm like, dude, this this is that's so toxic. You have oh, to get out of this. That's great. That kid is awesome. Yeah, right? Yeah, I, I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> it, but it was just fucking hysterical to me. <laughs> Air conditioning is a big thing. Like I, I just got to put in and I, I'm like, uh, I'm a better person for it. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> oh, that would be a great slogan right on the box. Yeah. <laughs> it's like testimonials. Like, oh, it's a, I just had it put in and I'm a better person yeah. for it. It's about, it's, you can sleep. You can just, yeah. you can sleep and it's a huge difference. You know, I saw something on social media yesterday, as a matter of fact, called the, the, oh, free plug for them. Why not? The Bedjet. Bedjet? Bedjet. What is it? Well, uh, no, they're not a sponsor or anything. I just, I saw it and I was like, this seems ridiculous. They did, um, I don't know if they have the, the commercials over over in the Europe, but it was like, um, you ever see like the squatty potty commercials? And yes. The, and the poopery ones where it's like a funny little infomercial, mm. the silly jokes and stuff. It was like that. But the idea is that it's like this, this little vacuum thing, whatever, that you stick under your bed with a, a hose that connects to the sheet. And it blows the air under the covers. Oh. Yeah. And the idea is that people heat up in bed or that the temperatures are, um, they reflect the humidity. Mm -hmm. So it's the humidity under the sheets that makes you uncomfortable, not necessarily just the temperature. Okay. So the idea is that this thing blows the humidity out from under your sheets and you can adjust what temperature you want. So it's basically like, like either a, a heater or an air conditioner under your sheets that's just blowing the air around. You get better sleep. And they were even showing, you know, side by side, uh, what is it like thermal thermal imagery Whoa. of like how hot it is on one side and how hot it is on the other one with the, the bed jet and you get two units and have separate sides of the bed for different temperatures Dude, as desired. Well, sounds good. Yeah. Well, I think this... it's 400 bucks and I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck. No. <laughs> you get the same thing. Like, like, fuck that. Uh, 400 bucks. <laughs> well, I put, um, I put an ice pack on my balls every night. Nice. Um... <laughs> <laughs> some... I don't know if you're serious. <laughs> no, I am. There's a... There's a book, and I wish it's a French book. And if I had my laptop, I'll give you the. But Le um, ba Les balles de glace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, the theory is, is that the human beings are too like we, because of clothing and stuff like that. We've never been this hot before, okay. and uh, a lot of sicknesses and that are coming from it. And if you, um, if you, I, I, if you put a nice pack on, it's basically on your. Uh, glands, uh, okay. the, you know, the, the, those are getting rid of toxins, right? So if you put if you put an ice cube uh, in a glass of water, all the if there's anything in that water, it's all going to be attracted to it, right? The, really? uh, the the coldness pulls it. So their theory is is that um, the toxins are going to be pulled from your body uh, into the place where it gets rid of toxins, right? So you just, it's a theory; it's not proven yet. Well, it's a I don't know. It's a, it's a doctor. So that that's a, how much do you trust doctors? I I don't know. It's I don't a, know. <laughs> I have no idea. Chiropractors, doctors of sorts. 
<laughs> but um, my mother-in-law, her um, her partner translated the book from uh, French to English. She's an English guy, so okay. that's why everybody around us is sort of into this thing. But um, so yeah, you do it every night, and then it's pulling all that toxins into your glands. And, um, and so I've been doing it for a while. It's refreshing. I got okay. it. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm, do, I'm incredibly fascinated, but yeah, I'm, yeah. You, it, it does make you feel better immediately. Just the, the temperature of your body being, um, adjusted every night. And it's, mm-hmm. it's absolutely amazing. And, and, and um, you can, it's comfortable again, not to get too personal, but it's, it's actually under your balls or that's just a, yeah, no, no. Right on like uh yeah, girl or guy, you put it just right on, right on your fun bits and, uh, <laughs> like right on, underneath and you just yeah and and that doesn't make it difficult to fall asleep uh no it's it's really nice i mean well then again you did have the metal cleaner so maybe you have a (laughs) yeah titanium (laughs) titanium everything down there's dead (laughs) so you're just like "Ah, that's i don't notice it but (laughs) (laughs) it's um that's in reference to a bit so you want to know what it is go see paul (laughs) (laughs) uh it's uh yeah, no, it's, you're, you're supposed to t- not like, it's not supposed to freeze. It's just, oh. you know, you're just, uh, you put a, a wrap of, um, and actually they, they actually sell pads, um, which I, you don't, I don't think you need to go buy them. You can like a, a frozen bottle of water is what I settle on now. Um, okay. and then you just put a couple of wraps of, uh, um, a towel around it, a uh, paper towel, paper towel. And then, uh, and, and there's talking underneath there. That's it. Yeah. And read, read for a half an hour or something like that. And, and watch like it seemed, I definitely have been getting sick less. My skin's way better. Wow. Uh, a whole bunch of things I, I know is, uh, and if you feel sickness coming on, um, uh, yeah, you just go, go do it. And, uh, I, 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 I'm a believer at first. I, I thought that my, my partner, like Cecilia, I was like, this is crazy. And, and it's, uh, I'm a big believer now. No, so theoretically you could do your armpits and stuff too, with like your lymph nodes are there, or is it not so much? Lymph yeah. nodes? Your lymph nodes are like filters too. They filter shit out. Yeah. The lymph. So I think, but the ones in your growing are the, the strongest the, or, yeah, or the toxin getting rid of it. Cause that's I where see, we're, I see. we're expelling. So yeah, that's exactly it. But I've, I'm, I don't know that I've. I, I don't know. Maybe the armpit's worth your... Uh, no, no, no. I just... I'm like, oh, where else are there glands? Because I know that there's there's glands in the back of your head, the base here. Your you can ice your throat. Yeah. <laughs> but, so uh, I drink a lot of ice caps. That's helping, right? No, uh, <laughs> I Yeah, no, that's interesting. And I huh. that's something I'm totally going to try. Do it. because it, And just being cooler is way better. Like, going to sleep cool. <laughs> it sounds like going to sleep cool. Shades yeah, on. Whatever. You're going to sleep cool, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, All of a sudden, you got confidence uh, in your material. Yeah. And your, <laughs> ice your fucking balls. <laughs> ice your balls. <laughs> dude and i'm in the place now where i'm oh my god that's so fucking funny to me are you talking about that on stage no uh this is the first time i've ever actually outside of our little circle in france uh this is the first time i mentioned it um so i should do you have any intention because i'm like you don't i will yeah it's yours uh, you talk yeah i'll I'll try that out uh, i think in kingston i'll I'll start uh, talking about ice pack in my balls i guess and then we'll see what happens i just think because myself personally uh like I said, being on the, the dating scene, I already have sleep apnea. So I go to sleep with a fucking vacuum on my face every night, <laughs> which is going to be difficult to meet someone new and be like, all right, good night. And then boom, fighter pilot, like fucking. And I can only imagine trying to stick a frozen bottle of ice between my nuts. Or whatever. <laughs> Was this too much for you the first time in a year? Like, how long do you have to live? <laughs> right? It's I don't want to like, get into anything. Stop. No, here's the dead. thing. The glands. Exp- <laughs> The glands expel toxins. Like, you know, like six cheeseburgers is a lot of toxins too. Maybe there's other things you can do besides icing your balls. No, it works. It's a good, <laughs> no, no, good this, balance. Exactly. <laughs> I'll have three Big Macs, large fry, and a Diet Coke. That's how you work everything out. 
Oh, man. Brilliant. I had someone who came up to me last night after the show, uh, right, right near the tail end. Um, she was talking about how funny we are all were. She's like, oh, he's killing me right now. She's like, I, I, bro- I cracked a rib or something you know a couple weeks ago and she's like you guys had me laughing so hard i had to take another painkiller <laughs> i was like i, I thought she was gonna say great. we broke another one that would have been really funny <laughs> that's a good compliment that's like i good. i broke a rib and i was laughing so hard i had to take an extra painkiller <laughs> because i <laughs> i aggravated that that's brilliant yeah and you had somebody come approach you like oh i wish i was single i i, I was walking away but i heard some, a lady you heard that I, did. I didn't tell you no 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 i heard that yeah okay. and I, I was just walking away but i was like look at look at josh yeah the first time in my fucking life twice this week she was beautiful never before yeah well but that's that's kind of bullshit <laughs> <laughs> See, I wasn't See joking. Angry. I wasn't joking. Fine. <laughs> you want beautiful women to approach me? <laughs> Fuck you, world. Fine. I'll take it. We God find a fucking. Find <laughs> a fucking. <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm not happy with anything. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, this is the logic in my head. I'm like, how easy is it to say that when you don't have, don't have to follow through with anything? Yeah. That's yeah. the part that I'm like, it's, it's nice. Thank you for the compliment. But I don't know if it's sincere because there's no position to. Yeah. Back up what you're saying. Yeah. Put I your guess. money where your mouth is. Yeah, yeah. So literally. that's all it is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only thing I thought. It's just like thank you, but yeah. You know, I I don't know that there's any truth behind that. Like I twice this week, one person was like, I can't standing right next to her boyfriend, and she's like, I, I can't say this next time. She leans. She's like, she's like I'm, I you know. She's like, yeah, but if I was saying, I'd fuck you. That's the same words the one last night used. Right. Like as the boyfriend's walking through, or, or husband, military husband, no. that's the guy. Please don't say anything <laughs> that's going to get me killed. I didn't do anything wrong. But like, yeah, as they're walking through the door, she runs back a couple of feet. I would totally fuck you. And then out the door, I'm like, eh, thanks, thanks. I don't Great. even, I don't even know what to say. I, cool. I said, I said, likewise, fully full of shit. Likewise, likewise. <laughs> I'm gonna go ice my balls. I'm gonna ice my balls. Gonna go ice my balls and stick the vacuum on my face. <laughs> Maybe that's what's sucking the happiness out of you is that fucking vacuum. <laughs> it's already pulled my tonsils it's out of the roof of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah. funny. That was nice of her, though. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It, but again, why? It's how fucked up is it that the feeling I'm left with is not, not confidence or, or flattery, but like, meh, yeah. fuck that. <laughs> Yeah. Not even fuck you, thank you, but just the frustration of like I don't, it, I will never know if it was sincere, mm. and that's the part. And I don't, I don't really think I want to because again, at the end of the day, yeah, it's great. Thanks for being a gorgeous woman saying you'd fuck me, but at the same time, a, it's based. I have, I have to think almost entirely on the fact that I was doing comedy on stage because mm-hmm. you wouldn't look at me on the street and go, oh my god, I totally fuck you. Look at this guy. And at the same time, I'd be like, that's very forward of you. I could be a very bad person. In fact, that's what I said to her. I go, no, I'm a bad person. And she's like, no, I could tell you're a good person. I'm like, well, I, I'm not. I'm not. I, well, I, I'd like to think I am. I'm very empathetic. I'm not funny anymore unless I'm angry. But, but it's, it was, it was a nice, it was a nice compliment. So I just have to hope that every one woman going forward sees me on stage is like, wow, I want that angry troll in my life. <laughs> He's just kidding. <laughs> That's not how he thinks. <laughs> Dude, I think I think an, an experiment for you would be amazing is we should get you on anti-anxieties. 
and then just see how your material changes. Like, cause yeah. you like doing crowd work and then maybe like cool Josh on anti-anxiety <laughs> likes material. <laughs> and it completely flips around. It would yeah. be so hilarious. Hey like, guys, <laughs> I went tree planting. <laughs> <laughs> I was the first thought in my head. I'm like, what would a cool, happy person do? And tree, tree planting, planting is the first thing. <laughs> Going to live in the fucking woods, oh waking God. up having nightmares planting trees. I thought you from Alberta. There's a lot of tree planters out there, right? Yeah, that's tree planting uh, kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. they talk about how they wake up in the middle of the night, like like trying to plant trees in their floor because yeah. of just the rhythm. But the fun thing that yeah, the tree planters are not well adjusted people. Like there's there's there's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's romantic. <laughs> It's romantic to think about it, but they're not like there's hotels in the north that have signs that say no tree planters because they're like they stay in the bush for like a hundred days and then they come out like savages and they fucking <laughs> muddy and they drink and like you know it's not they're like they're they're You're they're oil the straits <laughs> under a guise of fucking doing Jesus's work. Jesus, that's <laughs> fuck. I had a friend who did it and he's just like, yeah, the, you see the pictures and stuff. And you're like, that doesn't seem like anything I'd want to do ever. Oh, it's hard, man. It's hard. Like, I think it's easier working on the rigs. I really do. They are, their job is uh, ridiculous, you know? All of it seems horrible to me. Like, I had a friend who's like, yeah, we saw a bear. A bear came at us. I was like, yeah, I don't care about trees that much. Mm -hmm. I appreciate their work, but they're, you know, they're on their own. <laughs> There's bears out there. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things about living in Canada, as a matter of fact. Um, I was talking about this too. Again, dude, every, I don't know why every thought, this has been way too much about me and I apologize. Cause no, I, it's fun, man. Yeah. But <laughs> I guess <laughs> I'm just falling apart on the fucking episode. Paul Meyerhoff <laughs> is uh, present while I fall apart. <laughs> uh, He's a witness. It's more about being a witness. Yeah. Can you sign this paper? <laughs> that's, all, that's all I needed. It's just. So that they know I wasn't on drugs. Uh, I'm drinking water for Christ's sakes. <laughs> and a pumpkin spice. Oh, yeah. No, even I haven't even touched it yet. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I was afraid I wouldn't be able to taste the fucking <laughs> firecracker <laughs> cookies over here that you crunch, crunch, crunch. But uh, yeah, like, again, another thing that I was just like, oh, I can't even find happiness in where I live <laughs> in terms of like, I've always been like, oh, there's beautiful places in the world, right? Like, yeah, yeah, California, you know, move it, move it to Vancouver and there's Fiji and all these places in the world where it's like, it's, there's beautiful places, Australia, but I'm like, everywhere you go, there's, there's some negatives. Like you live in California, there's earthquakes and tsunamis and they have fucking, you know, Nevada, there's snakes and scorpions and shit that'll kill you. Like mm -hmm. everywhere you go, there's something that makes it not ideal to live there. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hurricanes, things like that. In Florida, you let the dog out in the morning and it's gotten eaten by a crocodile you didn't see in the backyard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Australia, you got to shake your boots out in the morning because yeah. there could be a spider that bites you and kills you. Like, Well, let, let me paint this picture for you. Mm -hmm. I live in the Mediterranean in France. Mm -hmm. My house is in the Mediterranean. Um, and there's French people there. Exactly people. my point. Yeah, like, yeah. No you can find anything. <laughs> I mean... I like, I leave, I, I like jogging. I, I run through my little village and then I'm in unlimited wineries and I run really? among grapevines. That I'm sounds amazing. 10 minutes away from a nudist beach. I, uh, if you go the other way, you're uh, up a mount, like you're starting to get into the Pyrenees. It's, it's, 
absolutely paradise and i hate so many fucking things about it really <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah well the, not hate but like <laughs> no but like, I, I get it yeah they're oh, at, no matter where you are like right now there's these little mosquitoes that are they come from asia they have white stripes they're like zebra mosquitoes huh. and they they sting differently they're hard to kill they're smaller and our house is like just for a month out of the year is filled with these fucking mosquitoes and I mean, it, it'll be close to ruining your life. Like, it's so annoying. You have to cover yourself with mosquito spray inside your own home. Wow. Um, in order to, like, sleep or cook or anything. Like, How do they, they get in? You just open the door and they're fucking in? Like, Yeah, well, we have cats. So, um, uh, yeah, it's quite, you know, we're opening up the door quite often. And also, it's, like, plus a, a thousand degrees. So, the windows are open. Um uh, we did get air conditioning upstairs, so that's great. Well, you said it made that's you a better great. person. Yeah. Now I'm starting to understand. Yeah, yeah, because that room, there is a little san- a sanctuary in our house that uh, mm-hmm. there's air conditioning in the upstairs. So there, that's kind of like a mosquito-free uh, zone. We just keep it running all day. And uh, yeah, but yeah, everywhere, no matter what, there's there's problems. They're always yeah. waiting, waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, it's it, that's the thing. It's just there's nowhere you can go that's just perfect all the time. No. And I, I haven't traveled a lot. Um, the first time, like the furthest... I'd ever been from home 10 years ago was New York city mm. from Ottawa, which is a seven hour drive. So just that circumference before that Toronto <laughs> wow. four hours. Yeah. My family was, was poor. We didn't have a vehicle, anything like that. So the only time we would ever travel was like, if there was a, a family thing, you know, outside of town, right? We didn't, we didn't travel no, as vacation right. because we just didn't have the, the money for it. Okay. But, uh, I went to uh, Las Vegas, I think about five years ago. Mm furthest I'd ever been from home. And that's now you're actually somewhere where the climate is different, like New York, Toronto, Montreal, that kind of shit. It's all generally speaking the same climate. Right. So when I went there, we were playing golf and I, I ran off my ball. I shit at golf and I was just fucking around. I was drunk anyways, but, um, knocked my ball off of the lush grass that shouldn't exist in the desert, uh, into the shrubs and the, the dirt. And when I went after it, you know, someone was like, well, I don't know if you should do that. And I just heard this. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah. that's Jesus. not a thing that exists where I'm from. You know, yeah. it was cute seeing the little Degus running all over the place, like the little funny little desert chipmunks or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you hear that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. They're here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's those things terrifying. exist here. Yeah. And that's I think like as much as, you know, there's some there's a beautiful place in the world. I, th- I think that's one of the things, despite the cold and it sucks. At least in Canada, you know, you don't have, like I said, you're not going to shake your boot up in the morning and a fucking bear comes out of it, you know? <laughs> in Canada, most places in Canada, anything that can kill you, you can see coming for a while. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You yeah. just wake up in the morning and there's there's a moose in your fucking kitchen. Like, oh God. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you get you get a bit. But like I said, like the idea, like open my back door to let the dog out in the morning and a crocodile eats it. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, oh, fuck. I could do without that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. For Even sure. Australia, like the ah, whatever. Where we are is, um, I was running the other day, and an, an actual a serious threat. And I was running at dusk, which you're not supposed to do, but at why is boars, wild boars, and that's uh, why you're not supposed to. Yeah, and I ran into one the other just the last night before I came to Ottawa. I was running, and then uh, I came around the corner in the vines and I heard this snarling and, and luckily he ran the other way, but there's like, there's huge boars with the tusks and everything. And, and they'll come at you. Oh yeah. Yeah. They charge. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's the biggest danger down there is really, uh, they can come at you. Yeah. But, but they yeah. only come at night. Uh, well, that's, that's the time they're out. They're like, uh, you know, they're running around, they're eating some grapes, you know, they seem to do their forging in that uh, dusk. And then, yeah, you don't see them much during the day they're hiding. And then, uh, but they're still at risk during the day, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They're around and there's boar hunting like uh, in our little village there's a there's a house that's dedicated to boar hunting they go and kill and they bring back to the house and 
process it and everybody takes their meat home. It's a, it's a, it's a big business. And you live in a village there, not uh, like, yeah, yeah. Just maybe, maybe a thousand people or something like that. The village called Co. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's nice. Got a like a yeah, nice church clock tower. It's a typical, it's a medieval wall city. We live like, Oh uh, my God. Yeah. So well, how the fuck did that happen? Uh, well, my, I mean, uh, a crass way to ask, sorry, yeah, yeah. But how the fuck, fuck did that happen? What did you do? It, but yeah. it just sounds amazing, right? Like again, show business, you're, you're very accomplished, but you're like, I live in tiny little, yeah, little but it sounds amazing. Again, maybe some people are like, why that sounds yeah. amazing to me. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's a ludicrous decision. I don't speak French. So for a career decision, it's crazy, but uh, <laughs> like to move to a village, but, uh, uh, yeah. So my partner Cecile's from there. So she's either she moves to London or something and, or I move to, uh, to France, to the South. And so it's, it's very easily, you can commute from down there. There's five airports within an hour radius, uh, hour and a half radius, um, all the Northern Europeans come there for vacation. So Ryanair, EasyJet, all of those companies uh, service those airports. And, you know, for me to commute to work, it's, you know, 50 pounds returned or something like that to Manchester or Scotland or uh, Norway or Ireland or wherever I'm at. And so I just fly, just fly to work and I fly my, most weekends. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I got a little burnt out last year doing that. I'm trying to do it a little bit differently now where I'll do, you know, three weeks in, I'll go to, you know, here or Norway or something and then take a couple of weeks off uh, back at home and uh, um, but swat uh, the mosquitoes swat the mosquitoes yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. chase <laughs> boars around <laughs> so uh, yeah so it's just um, it's uh, it's for yeah it's it was a decision um, and I, I it's nice it's a nice life when you're off the road we get enough of big cities I get enough yeah. of big cities so it's uh, when I'm off I'm uh, it's c completely secluded. It's slow. I buy all the food from markets. Uh, everything's fresh. It sounds like fresh. the perfect counterbalance. It's perfect. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect. So maybe that's why you're a happy guy. That's maybe that's the the secret of happiness. Is to, <laughs> yeah, balance. Yeah, to, to live in a city and then go live in the country. Yeah, and it's uh, and I think it's starting to work. Like it's starting. Like uh, the plane's starting to level off. Mm. And like yeah, I can feel. Uh, yeah, it's it's nice. It's it's good to get that break and and just uh, yeah, f fill the well. They say fill the well. <laughs> <laughs> Fill the jokes get well. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. There's uh, I, I do want to ask, because again, I started down the road, but you were, how long were you in Edmonton uh, doing, doing standup? Was Edmonton correct? Yes. Okay. Doing standup before you were, you know, like headlining and making your, your income from, from standup. Maybe not necessarily no day job, but just how long before you went from that guy who walked into the West Edmonton mall to, holy shit, I'm a comic and I'm making my income from, from standup. Uh, let's see. I, I graduated when I was 22. Um, so 18 to 22, I was in school with student loans and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I also had a job, this great job that my buddy Toby Hargrave, who's a comic, mm -hmm. um, he got me this job at a campus bar and I would bartend Sunday and Monday and you were by yourself. It was a small enough bar. You did the whole thing, no boss or anything. So it was perfect for a comic and you could still smoke inside. So I just smoke cigarettes and serve and drink like on yeah, shift. Yeah. it was great. It was perfect. Um, uh, so I had that job and I, I, I continued that for about a year after I graduated as well. Um, and then, uh, uh, so I guess I was, I started making a living full time from stand up, I believe at 23. Uh, oh, that's not bad. and then I, and then since then I've, uh, I've been lucky enough not to, uh, not to go back. But, Never had uh, another day job since. No, not amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, uh, yeah, it's been, been pretty good. And I, I took, um, the tip money from that, 
Uh, and I lived in a guy named Kerry Unger. He's another comedian. Um, uh, he would, would be like an older brother. He sort of taught me the ropes. I lived in his basement and I would put all my tip money in change in a garbage bag. So I knew I wouldn't spend it. Okay. Uh, if I changed it into bills, it would be gone on. Uh, and I put all that tip money in a garbage bag and I, that was like my Toronto fund. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I think uh, by the end of it, it was like three grand or something in, in loonies and, and and stuff like that. And then yeah, I yeah. took that money and went off to Toronto and got 24, I think, something like that. Was that scary? Yeah, but Kerry really, really, really set it up on a plate for me because he introduced me to this group of guys that um, like Chuck Byrne and Johnny Guardhouse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, Scott Rondo. There was the that, that group of guys that... Um, so Chuck was like, listen, just move into my condo. So in, instead of having like a dirty Toronto starting house, I had, I lived like in this beautiful, like Dundas and Gerard, like downtown gorgeous place that had a games night every Monday with every comic in Toronto. Oh, that's fucking awesome. I mean, it was so perfect that like Carrie just set it up. He introduced me to yucks. I like, I moved to Toronto with like four months of work set up. So wow. it was really, that just, helps too. Oh man. Like it was, he, <clears throat> he really gave me my whole, um, out East, uh, experience. So for, it was, it wasn't difficult, um, at all. It was more, it was more exciting. It just like, I landed, I had money to eat. I had tons of work. I was in with the company. It just was, it was gorgeous, and that was all just Carrie introducing me to those guys and Chuck and Johnny and all them. Was, uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, it was more it, it was more scarier moving to London uh, than, uh, than than Toronto for sure. So what what prompted that then, if you don't mind my asking? Because like like I I've I've said they've heard, but I'm I'm in that thing where I'm like I I'm so close, like I I have to make the move to Toronto soon, hmm. just as part of the whole you know you you got to compete against guys who are stronger and things like that. It's going to force me to to be stronger, to work harder and things like that. And it's just it's it's a gateway to more things going on. It needs to happen if I'm to progress. Yeah, yeah, because that's where things are happening yeah I guess, I guess so yeah i guess that's where things are like especially auditions and stuff mm-hmm. like that that's and, yeah yeah that's particularly and i think it. for you like that's got to be the that's going to be awesome once you start getting in those auditioning rooms and stuff like that like it's fun because you you're you're good like you're a good thing to fit in somewhere right like you're yeah it's perfect i think you're gonna it's gonna be i awesome. appreciate that yeah, i yeah. go i do auditions here and i i have yet to land anything oh man. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't like a character <laughs> guy it's gonna be fucking great like it's gonna be awesome well it'd be fun i have yeah. no acting like again i i'm i can't act everyone's like oh you're acting um that's no, no. and when they do offer you something you're gonna be like fucking fuck this. yeah yeah Fine. Really? Fine. really third great third cafeteria coconut, worker coconut cookie <laughs> fuck <laughs> <laughs> you'll be the first i tell i'll just reach out and i'll go they gave me a fucking part speaking role. now i have to pay fucking dues to actra <laughs> apprentice this fuckers yeah. Yeah. Um, oh man hilarious but yeah the uh i moved toronto to vancouver actually before i moved to london so okay. i um I had won. I won the Great Canadian Laugh Off, uh, and and then I, in my stupid brain, I thought, because well, then I, then I was sort of touring all over, and I was doing a bit in the states too, because uh, the Seattle competition. I went down there with my buddy Damon Schritter, who, mm-hmm. who won, and I got second in that. Nice. And, uh, so I was, you know, I was doing a lot of work in the West Coast of the United States, and I thought, okay, I love Vancouver's my favorite city, so. Um, I moved there and I lived in Vancouver for a couple of years uh, and then and then went to London from there. But um, uh, the but move, why London, not the States, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, I guess 
I so I don't have any lineage there, so you you can have like a holiday working visa for mm-hmm. two years. Um, my lineage is Norwegian, which doesn't do any visas, doesn't help you at all. So I knew. So that, it has to be lineage. I thought it was just if you're Canadian, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. So, but you have to be under thirty. It's called the youth. Oh mobility. right, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah. I found that out a month after I turned thirty. Yeah, yeah. So but great. I, I just thought you know. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen now. And uh, so I got I, I to gotta do it. And then I did um, uh, Glenn Wool. Mm-hmm. He canceled a week of the Snowden comedy tour. And um, Dan called me up and asked me to replace him. And I met um, two guys, Craig Campbell and Phil Nickel, who were, are they're both juggernauts over in, in England. And I was already sort of thinking like, it's now or never if I want to try it out. I was always jealous of those guys careers because they, you know, you look at them and they're, they're in every country, you know, it, it seemed, it just seemed like a magical world over there with tons of work and they're all doing, you know, five clubs a night and the money's great. And the times I'd, you know, been close to those guys, I was like, man, their life sounds amazing. It's mm-hmm. just full of travel and fun. And you can, there's also, you can just be a stand up. You don't have to, you know, be an actor. You don't have to do any, you can just do stand up and make a great living. And, and, uh, I, I, it was always attracted to me. So I thought, you know, I did the tour with them. Phil said, you know, if you come over, you can have a couple of weeks on my couch. And so I just thought, you know, now or never, let's go for it. And I got the visa and just, just moved and just thought I'd try it out. Um, and uh, that's, that's, that's about it. Yeah. And no, then, it sounds, I mean, I've been fascinated with it. And my understanding too is that the scene over there, like the shows, the big shows anyways, are like, it's not you know, opener, you know, host, opener, middle, headline. It's it's four headliners, you know, mm-hmm. doing 20 each and with an intermission or whatever. So it's like... Yeah, yeah, intermission between every act. And now I'm like doing anything more than 20 minutes sucks now. <laughs> like it's hard. It's like, not my, I, I went over there being like, oh, I like doing 45. And now I've, after you know six years or seven years i'm like i'm like why would anybody want to do and like it's so nice just to do machine gun out 20 and then uh, right yeah you can pick the best shit who can't destroy for 20 minutes oh you know what i mean yeah and it changes your style too because also you don't have room to fuck like in canada i found especially in west canada i was doing hours by myself when i was 23 in horrible communities like in the north and you're your stories become long and the setups are out of control long because you're just trying to fill time and time. Yeah. But there you change your style. You just has to be like, did it bang? Did it like, you know, you got to be doing something. The audiences um, don't allow you the freedom as much as they do over, <laughs> Oh, you know, to, you know, they're just, they're on top. They just won't, you know, yeah. set up like that. They're like, no, <laughs> like, you better. it's like hanging out with my buddies in high school. You fucking better be saying <laughs> something. <laughs> so it makes you feel like home. You're like, this is where yeah. everyone. Okay. Like, it's abusive. It's great. And yeah. And this, that, well, you're saying the audiences will keep you on, on top of it. There's, I, I understand that the heckling is either part of the show or just that's what they do, whether it's allowed or not. They're, yeah. they're a heckling culture over there. Yeah. They talk, they test your metal. They, you know, they're going to, they're going to poke at you. They're going to test you. They like it. You come back at them. They love, they it's not also, like they're going to turn on you because you came back at them. Right? No. They, okay. They okay. love taking the piss out of themselves. Love it. So okay. if you hit them, they love it. And, and again, a guy like you, man, fuck. Oh my <laughs> God. It's like, 
It would be great. And they like, yeah, they're there to poke you and they're there to be made fun of. And they love laughing at themselves. They're good. They're wonderful, okay. Okay. wonderful people. And uh, I thought they like taking the piss out of you. But if you come by, oh, fuck, I'll smash your point glass oh, over here. You're like, oh, no, fuck. No, no, they'd be Sorry fair play, that. mate. They'd be slapping their leg and laughing like the, the oh, harder yeah? you go at them. Yeah, they, they have great, uh, uh, great sense of humor about themselves. They love it. Absolutely love it. And uh, this is the Brits we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny because they seem so sterile and serious on television and no, oh, oh, I don't know if we can laugh about that did you? oh man that's only what that's <clears throat> only the propaganda that we've allowed ourselves to see the reality is it is they're fucking backwards drinking redneck partying fu- like it's not at all I mean they're like especially uh, everywhere in that country if you get out of like the the snooty you know you know Londony you know south and anywhere past it is they're and they're wonderful too. The snooty guys. They're, they're, it's all like very, um, very smart comedy. Very, you know. But uh, uh, yeah, any like, it's far from that. They're hillbilly drinking, all, unlimited fun. Don't care about what they look like uh, publicly. Taking the piss out of each other. Taking the piss out of themselves. Like well, that's good. Uh, yeah, the good, good, adjusted, well-rounded uh, folks. Is the scene uh, warm or is it or is it you know? Do you have to, is it is it tough? Is it uh, let's like clicky, I mean, you know, yeah. you know, people are people good as a generally like warm and, you know, Hey, we're all part of the same thing and take mm-hmm. care of each other or. Yeah. Okay. So, so <laughs> for a level of honesty, I, yes. I would say my, my role there is more on like, um, like I'm in the league, I'm playing in the league, but mm-hmm. I'm sort of like a journeyman bruiser, third liner that just like. I'm doing the clubs. I'm doing the best, like uh, like the comedy store and stuff like that, like uh, the circuit stuff, mm-hmm. um, and the and it's wonderful. Um, so I don't I don't really see that end of things, but I'm only sort of living in that realm of like the top of the not. I don't even want to say the top. No, no, no. That's fine. The, like that's I'm fine. doing the clubs that you want to do. Right. Um, then there's this whole other entity that i haven't really dipped my toe into too far which is like edinburgh okay and doing your one-man show and that's where the industry is and that's where the big opportunities are going to be coming and um as far as i know then that starts getting a little bit clicky and stuff and it gets a little bit cutthroat and and that's sort of where the ugliness uh can be right and uh but i'm sure that i'm sure it's fun and uh but you know i haven't re- i I haven't really waded into that that uh, upper, you know, that one man showy sort of stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. I've, I, d- I did a run at Edinburgh, but I did like a three handed bill, um, just sort of, you know, with a couple other Canadians. I did two shows and another one called Big Value that was three hander, and um, you know, so I, uh, I I I don't really see that side of that of it over there, but I know it exists and I right. know it's very competitive. And but at and, the club uh, level, it's 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 not. Uh... No, because like, you would think like even here at the club level, you see guys unhappy who's getting this and who's getting that kind of thing and who's working these clubs and why am I not getting those clubs? And yeah, so I, I guess it is like, I guess it is competitive for sure. I, I, I don't know if I felt that in London and also that you're, I think the the other Canadians that went there before like stayed and Campbell and nickel and wool um, and Tony law, mm-hmm. those guys cut such a, unbelievable path like they they like canadians for the comics down there are gods um they just like those guys gave it the best reputation our country so you kind of walked in you're not it's not like you're playing the same game as the british acts they're just like oh he's a canadian 
And then there's other guys like Hastings and Catherine mm-hmm. Ryan, obviously, yep. um, that have done really well. And Bobby Mayer has done really well. So the this this like folklore of how good Canadian comedians is just like breathing over there. So when you're in green rooms, they they treat you sort of differently. They're like, oh, he's just another one of these solid Canadian acts that's bulletproof. Um, really? And you don't really... Yeah, I don't feel the competitive nature of it because oh, they're okay. just like they're just like, oh yeah, he's a Canadian. So we always like there's probably a Canadian on every bill almost. Right. <laughs> and, um, really? Yeah, and they're like they're like, oh yeah, like all you guys are really good and we understand the deal. So you just get grouped into this um whether you deserve it or not, the reputation, right. you get grouped in with these other amazing guys that have sort of cut that path. And I think they were just you know, the guys like stayed in them that went over first, they they, that country was just sort of lucky to get some of our best uh, guys going over there. And, uh, and yeah, so you just sort of live on this reputation that they created. And if you can ride the wave, then you're, you're in sort of. Yeah. And you definitely don't want to be the guy who comes in and starts fucking around with that reputation. <laughs> yeah. Shit in the bed all the time. And are like, all right, listen. Yeah. 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 I fucking close that rip in the wave that everybody <laughs> else has opened up for you. That's right. And they know there is a few guys that have come over and um, they know them by name. They're like, yeah, I've only met one Canadian that didn't do well. And they'll know their name and they'll know, you know, and, and they, yeah, and I don't see them anymore. Like they'll, that's a common conversation they'll say yeah this yeah i've only met one unfunny canadian like it, that, that you hear yeah, that yeah. a lot yeah so you you don't really have to play the game with the with the brits and also the brits are sort of getting the opportunities on television there's entities like Catherine and mm-hmm. uh who's getting everything i mean she's the biggest thing is anyway. she really oh yeah she i think she's like i saw a poster the other day that it was her name first and then jimmy carr like she's like really yeah, she's top uh yeah is jimmy jimmy carr's i know he's popular over there yeah 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 yeah. is he's like the shit too as well yeah i'd say yeah him yeah boyle frankie boyle Carr, and uh yeah they're they're uh mamford and mcintyre they're all sort of the top you know bishop there's there's probably they're in the top 10 and they're Mm -hmm. sort of arena sensations Catherine's uh Catherine's there like she's uh she's top of the top and uh um yeah so but you know the the rest of us, uh, you know, would... <laughs> <laughs> I wish they could see the look on your face. You're the rest of us, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> live in France and slap mosquitoes off my face. And... <laughs> but that's, oh, dude, that sounds euphoric to me. Not the mosquitoes, of course, running from pigs and <laughs> slapping mosquitoes. But the fact that it's like, oh, I can run up these mountains or I can run through these vineyards or whatever. I'm like, yeah. that's like, I would basically be doing what that boar does. Oh, I would yeah. wake up around dusk, go out and graze <laughs> off the grapes. <laughs> Someone challenges my food supply. Or- yeah, 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 yeah. And it is. It's like, uh, you know, I've always been happy doing like I love like I'm honestly I, I don't think if if Edmonton Yuck Yucks was the only thing as a kid when I was 18. If I was like, oh, I could do 45 minutes at Edmonton, I would have been ecstatic. Like, like I would have been, holy fuck, I admit this is it. This is Hotel California. Like, what yeah, the you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so any of this, like this is all nonsense uh, bonus uh, yeah, France and any gig. Uh, and you and you do you get to you play a lot of other countries and, you know, that that opportunity, the fun thing about it is. You can go to Europe um, here. Maybe you're not really a strong comedian. There's also a whole nother circuit in Europe that that allows you like you can play Budapest. You can play even some guys that 
are we're sort of middling here you can go over there and have a whole career based on sort of like c circuit hmm. you know maybe they don't pay too well but you know you have a career and yep. you're and you're you don't have to lift crates yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you got a house and you got a like there's a whole there's so much work over there that you you know you it's 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 your oyster you can you can do whatever you want all right sold <laughs> i'm coming back with you yeah <laughs> I like the, uh, it's funny too, because we were talking about time. There's just even the, the idea that 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. I don't want to work more than 20 minutes. Oh, but in the States, they're like, when they come up and they do 45, they're like, oh, that's not very much. I'm like, because they do like an hour, they, they've said outright, like if, if they don't, you know, hour, hour 20, if they do less than that, they're like, I feel like I'm ripping them off or, yeah. you know, like the, the but, headliners are expected to do an hour, hour 20 there. But 20 minutes of that is pitching their t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, no, no. There's always a sale. There's, there's, it's funny because the, usually the American comics, the ones who come up with the, the merch. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. they've got t-shirts or something to make it a little more worthwhile. But the funny thing is there's one guy and, and I won't name him, but he, uh, he opened up, uh, like he had a suitcase and he opened it up and I swear on all I hold dear, there was 20 some odd different items that he had for sale afterwards. He opened like a tuck shop off in the back tables right outside the green room. Mm-hmm. And it was like shot glasses with different things on them. Like his little sayings from the act shot glasses okay, and okay. hats, coasters, like ever, like it was, it was like a gift shop. Of just stupid bullshit knickknacks. Wow. And I was like, all right, that's that seemed like the hackiest shit I've ever seen. Unbelievable. I mean, I get it. You're trying to make money, but I'm like, but when there's that much stuff, you're like, oh. Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. like who who stops at a gift shop, right? In the hotels, you walk in, they got a little gift shop. You're like, ew. <laughs> Canada on everything, the mugs really? and hats and fridge. It was like, but it was that's what it was like. Fridge magnets, like oh, all wow. the things. And it was just like, but with all your sayings, I'm like, just the cost of production of that, right? Because I'm like, you got to buy like 500 of, of everything to make it even partially reasonable to make a profit on it. Yeah. And I do respect the hustle. And I do think it's re- like, then you don't ca- touch your paychecks. You're just w- living in a cash light, like a dreamland where you just always have cash and you pay for gas and food. And yeah. it really helps. Like when I was doing merch, I like, and it's addicting. Once you start seeing the money, it's addicting. And yeah, uh, yeah but Europe just beat it out of me. They don't do it over there. No, no? one sells weird merch yet. Not, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's not even a, DVDs or CDs. Uh, you, once in a while, you'd see an act, but honestly, like I can remember the acts by their face if they're selling C- like CDs after shows. Mm-hmm. I can remember who they are after seven years. So it's uh, like it's honestly Very maybe rare. five guys that uh, sounds like it's it. a good way to be remembered, though. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I can remember the ones who were selling stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, wow. And and also you're so you're doubling up and stuff all the time. So if you're you know you're doing a couple of shows a night with in different clubs, so it's also it's not a lot really, to haul around. And you're not st- staying there to the end of the show to sell your CDs. Right, right, so, right, right. Yeah, it just doesn't like I, I the yeah the U, Canada is such a perfect mix of the two cultures. It's hilarious in stand up. You know, like uh, in the states, the MC is the lowest paid mm-hmm. position. Um, in the UK, the MC a lot of times makes a little bit more money because he can't double up and his job is very much taken seriously. And there's, you know, they're specific, that's their job and that's what they do. They don't do sets. And then Canada's a mixture of like our MCs are, you know, typically headliners that are doing a bonus week of work. Like it's all like Canada's a lovely, you know, a uh, melting pot of these two <laughs> different comedy uh, styles. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's fun. And that's amazing a lot of us don't sell merch you know uh, <laughs> and, uh, get that extra bag to check at air canada you're like well <laughs> if i'm lucky i'll sell enough to pay to ship the fucking bag back afterwards 
So what do you got coming up? Like, uh, you know, in the near future, I, I want to ask this actually, forgive me before I forget. Um, is there a way, do you have albums or DVDs that are available for purchase? Uh, I'm asking for myself. Oh not yeah. If you guys want to, to I'll, uh, suggest it, but I'll, uh, if you want one, I'll, um, I'll just email you one. Um, but yeah, I have, uh, actually I do have some audio from a couple of, I have, I think I have about an hour just sitting there from, um, on the snowed in comedy tour. Uh, one of the nights is, um, taped. And, uh, so I think there's the last four years have been taped. It's just sitting there. So I haven't released it or anything. I'm going to do an album in November in Winnipeg, okay. a new one. And I haven't done something like that for lots of years but uh so i'm excited to get a new one out there and that's when i'm actually gonna like put on xm and all that sort of nonsense so uh but yeah if you want it i'll just email you the stuff that i that, that i would absolutely love yeah. that but um, right now i'm not even really selling like i think there is one that comedy records and i did years ago and that's on like itunes or whatever okay. but uh that was that was years ago and uh so but i think i'm pretty sure it's still up there okay that'd be a great one to check out i uh your your special that's coming out on Comedy Central Netherlands. Yeah. Um, do you have the salmon bit on there? I love that. Yeah. It's. Uh, I had to get can, it right. I had to get it right. Yeah, but then you said Netherlands instead of Scandinavia. Oh, Scandinavia. For <laughs> fuck's sakes. <laughs> 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 That's all uh, fucking life. The more you try, the more you fucking... <laughs> um, actually, it is. It is on there. I do have... Um, uh, there's a few clips on. I just put the clips on. It's on there? Yeah. Okay, because they... Uh, dude, that is one of the funniest things I've seen in so fucking long. <laughs> Thanks, man. Oh, and you sell it so good. Okay. It's on like a YouTube or something yeah, somewhere? Yeah, it's just... Uh, I think it's like... I put it up maybe yesterday. So okay. it's not like... Yeah, it's up there though. Yeah. What what is, what is it called for them to search? Like the name uh, of the joke? I didn't even want to... Niece wanna... and Nephew, I think. Niece yeah. and Nephew? Okay, yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. have to see that. That's one of the funniest things. Because, okay, I didn't see... Uh, I saw the setup yeah. and I missed the explanation the first night. Yeah. But the act out, I didn't even know what you were talking about, but the act out was so fucking funny. <laughs> so it wasn't until the next night that I actually got to hear the joke in its entirety. And it was so funny. Oh, it was so funny. Yeah, and you're active. <laughs> I can't, I won't even try. I will let them see it. But it was, yeah, that's, that's one of my new favorite jokes. That's just out there in the oh, room right now. That's, that's so funny. Oh, thanks, uh, I'm on. So you heard that, that notification here. I'm unprofessional. I always forget to turn off the oh, Wi-Fi on the iPad. So it comes through. It's being recorded as oh, well cool. as everything else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you, you've got some stuff coming up. You've got that special on Comedy Central, Scandinavia. Nailed nice. it. Uh, third time's the charm. <laughs> Um, what else you got coming up? Um, I'm going right after Toronto. I got maybe, uh, I think I took a week off and then, uh, I'm going to the Vodafone comedy, uh, uh, festival in Ireland, okay. uh, which is a really cool festival. It's sort of like, um, a lot of the big hitters in um, uh, way above my pay grade in, uh, in Ireland and the UK that come there. So it'll be like Tommy Tiernan and, uh, uh, Reg D Hunter and I mean Glenn Wolf, like all like a, a a lot of fun names. Uh, so I'm in part of that festival. Andrew Maxwell, a lot of a lot of great acts. Um, so I'm doing that for a couple of nights, which is great. Um, and then uh, let's see. After that, I guess the next thing I could start plugging is the Snowden Comedy Tour, which starts uh, January second. That starts in Prince Rupert, and last year it went from it was 50 cities last year and it's a, it's a, it's a theater tour. It's a soft mm -hmm. theater tour. And we did all the way to Thunder Bay 
And uh, this year is the first year we're going to go across Canada. So it's uh, it's going to hit um, Toronto, Ottawa. It's going to go to the Maritimes. And it's uh, it's in theaters. It's myself, um, Pete Zedlacher, mm-hmm. um, Dan Quinn. And then uh, it's sort of a, a revolving cast for the fourth Yeah, guy. depending on where you are or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, Arch Barker is coming back um, to do uh, a portion of it. Deborah DiGiovanni's uh, portion of it. Um and uh, I know those two for sure. There's some other names being thrown out right now. So we saw, uh, yeah. So, the, but it's the three of us, and then some uh, a, a special uh, guest. So last year we had Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall with Very us cool. for a bit. Very and, cool. uh, yeah. So, um, and yeah, we anybody listening in Ottawa, this is we do find like the the portion of it that's been running for ten years is is flying because we've been going to those theaters for ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, but we notice when we start doing new markets there it's it's a tough slog we we know fully that we're probably going to take a four-year hit to even have the word get out and um so ottawa and toronto this is going to be those dog years where it's yeah. just uh it's just going to be going probably playing to 10 15 people so if you- while i'm gonna i'll be there yeah. uh, you're yourself and zed lack are absolutely hysterical so just another opportunity to to see you guys would be great because you don't make it to Canada as, as much, obviously being across the, uh, the ocean. How often are you here? Uh, yeah. So this tour, like next year, it's sort of shaping out that it's going to be four months that tour. We do have to take breaks in that tour now. So I'll fly back to Europe just to, uh, have a relationship. And then, um, (laughs) uh, but yeah, so I, I, so that's January basically till the end of April. So about four months. Um, and then I'll hide in Europe until, uh, I usually come because of this tour, I have to have half an hour fresh every year, which mm-hmm. that's not a huge writing pace, but for me, that's a big writing pace. Right. Some guys do an hour up. That's I find that fucking impossible. But, um, uh, I like, uh, I, I'm more comfortable doing new jokes in Canada, I, I don't know why, but uh, that's just the. I just feel the confidence here that I can do it, and so uh, I usually book something like this or my favorite clubs like Rumors or or the Mix or something. Um, right, and uh, so I do that sort of in the fall. So I, I'll come for a couple of weeks in the fall, maybe a month total, and. F- four months of Snowden. So that's five here and seven. You do Snowden every year? Uh, yes. Well, I have done. So the last, this is going to be my sixth year, I think, or something like that. So the last five, yeah. So I'll do it, uh, I do it every year. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's the deal. But well, let me know, uh, when you're going to be in Ottawa and I'll, I'll plug in on the podcast and push it. Cause I'll, I'll be there. And I think that that's an amazing show. You guys are gonna be at center point, I assume. Or? Center, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I believe it's D Giovanni. I believe that's on that, uh, on that run. So it'll be yeah, me, Pete down and, uh, and Deb. Uh, so it's a, it's a great lineup and Pete, Pete, Deb and, and uh, they're all, all strong acts. So it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Groovy dude. Well, I, I can't wait for it. Um, I know I got to get you back to the condo because you guys are going to be watching uh, football today. Again, it's Base- Monday baseball. We're going to oh, baseball because yeah, there's two playoff games. Now there's well, not playoffs, but we got to figure out who the division league. <laughs> <He's playing. laughs> it's a little start crossing my eyes yeah, and yeah, nodding yeah. Off. get that machine let's get that machine down there yeah. <laughs> well that's fair all i know is that uh you've been insanely generous with your time i uh i've had fun thank you for listening to all the my life problems and it my was hatred. Fun. i like this podcast because we didn't get into the typical uh you know that was great man it's yeah talking it, about happiness and stuff it's, uh, <laughs> the, the, the lack of, my complete disbelief in its true existence uh <laughs> Yeah, dude. I well, I, I I like talking with comics, and again, it's nice to get other perspectives. Again, just it's it's cool to know where you come from too. Because like I said, I have what I I came across your comedy now. 
years ago. Um, and, uh, we were talking about the other night, maybe we'll, maybe we'll end with, with this was, uh, you talked, uh, you were just saying how you were unhappy with it. Whereas I thought it was one of the best, well, maybe not unhappy. That's, that's not fair to say, but you're saying the parts of it that you're, you know, people told you to wait and you're like, yeah, you know, yeah, the, we're all the same, you know, offer something like that. You're like, yeah, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Me now. Like, yeah. 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 But yeah, the older guys, a few of them, like that would, that the truth sayers in my life that were, but yeah, they were like, ah, you know, there's no rush. They're like, I, they probably saw a 24 year old kid doing 24 year old material. Mm. So they're probably, you know, they said, it's you're always, really 24 then? Yeah, I believe, or let's see, um, 20, maybe I was 25, but yeah, right around that, uh, right around that era anyway. So I'm sure the older guys were like, saw that like you're just a kid doing stupid kid material and it's a, the comedy now is always going to be here so why don't you a couple more years of headlining and you know it's probably suit you well so and i was like no yeah, i fucking you know whatever, man. <laughs> uh so i did it and uh but yeah and i i think everybody's the same doesn't matter what you produce what kind of art if you're a painter or you're you know you look at your stuff and you're like oh god like it's awful it's so bad like some of the some of the materials so fucking bad and you uh so yeah i'm, I'm glad that the the 10 years are up and maybe it's going to disappear but <laughs> but well, at the time i sure was proud of it at the time i loved it and, i enjoyed it i didn't remember the smell my fingers or whatever it was that you had referenced the other night but what i did remember was the one about the uh like amnesty international or whatever about how like you know there's flies that'll land on them and you're like you know what Oh, they yeah. just never just slap them or swat them away, you know. Yeah, like and yeah. that just irks me is what I remember. I think you said. Yeah, and like, I think the just back... what is like. Well, what lands on my eye? What is this going to cost me? You know, yeah. can't afford this shit. <laughs> yeah, and I guess like I guess the I was thinking about the producer behind the camera telling them like like bribing the kid not to slap the fly with with things. Like I yeah. thought that like. They must, there must be like a white, terrible producer there being like, don't touch that. Don't fucking touch that. Do you want this rice or whatever? Like that was sort of the backbone of the, of the joke. But then we got to sell this poverty. Yeah. Yeah, gotta yeah. Sell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, now even that one, you look back and I'm like, wow, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But that, I think, I guess that's just being an artist. You just hate anything you did for, uh, before. So. Well, here I'll show, I'll share some positivity because again, I can be positive. I'm just right. not happy. Uh, <laughs> Is there's a there's an Eastern uh, uh, I guess philosophy or, or you know perspective that um, if you're if you're happy, which you seem to be, yeah, right. I like, I like uh, life. I like life. <laughs> is uh, if you're happy, then then uh, what you need to be, you have to be grateful for everything that came before. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that you know for the for for when you chose to do your special and what jokes you chose and everything like that, everything in your life, everything good or bad. It was all necessary to get you where you are now because you take any of those pieces out, then it's a different path. So everything that came before was necessary to get you where you are now. So who knows? Maybe not doing that comedy now, different result. Yeah. The lessons learned from it and everything like that were... That's right. I don't know. It gives, gives some peace with the bad decisions we make when we're like, ah, I'm in a good spot now. All right. It's all, it was all necessary. And it's so. true because that probably would have kept me in, in the East for a couple more years if I said no. I would have stayed in Toronto until uh, until it happened because that was the you know on that's the number one thing I wanted was a comedy network special an hour special and I I wouldn't have stopped until I had it yeah. and, uh, and then and there you go and if you would let that stigma sink in of well just just wait maybe it's not ready yet like we could we could die waiting for our shit to be ready that's right to be like okay it's done now it's ready yeah you just you gotta gotta get it out there so and no one else that gives a fuck no one <laughs> no one cares no one cares about it that much that. They don't look at it, the material, and look at it with the eyes like you. Like 
you got to realize how fucking crazy that is to care about something that much. That's mm-hmm. so fucking crazy. Like the audience, like people would cruise by that on TV. First of all, they would see it's a Canadian production. So they'd be like, <laughs> channel flick. it's like that's it's insanity to think anybody else cares about that much but for some reason you do because it's well it's our insecurities (laughs) it's it's because that that's another thing is just looking at it going oh well this is this is me and this is my thoughts and this was important and funny to me and i worked hard on this and everyone's like yeah i guess it's kind of funny like it could be better. It could be better. <laughs> another six months. I'll make it better. I'm sorry. <laughs> You'd never be happy with it. It's never. It's never done. That's right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, dude, I I thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, um, thanks. It I wish that week. I wish that you had crunched cookies too, because uh, <laughs> I have a feeling at this rate I've got like at least another nineteen podcasts worth of cookies left in this fucking box. Um, all right. It was fun, and thanks for a great week. You're a funny motherfucker. Uh, really, really funny. You're very, very kind. Likewise yourself. So I'll plug the uh, Snowden when you guys start coming back to town. Thank you so much for doing this. This episode will be out uh, in the next couple of days, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Summersby. <laughs>